Everybody should get information about the Green Bay Packers from Jason Wildey every day of the year. You can go to the various places, WisconsinOnDemand.com. You can certainly get it on this show Monday and Wednesdays now. Good afternoon, Jason. Hello, Steve. How are you? I am living the dream, and of course, everything is important as it relates to the Green Bay Packers. So Justin Fields, the quarterback the Chicago Bears of note, it's in the division, said his decision to unfollow the Bears on Instagram is nothing more than his needing a break from social media this offseason. Um, Justin, if you want a break don't from social media, social media, don't follow it. Just, just No one forces you. Delete the app. Delete yes. the app. You don't need to unfollow the Bears. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, uh, that I saw that. Uh, he just doesn't want to see football on his feed. So he's not really taking a break from social media. He's taking a break from football on social media. Uh, I don't care enough to go through and see uh, if he, like, unfollowed uh, a bunch of teammates. Or Man, because it, do, do you think like, he's going to be with the Bears next year? I don't. Yeah. No. I don't. Because they think I mean, they're, that they're Caleb gonna... Williams is too good to pass up and will be a better right. quarterback, so they will trade fields, get what they can, and now they also benefit from having the young quarterback that you don't have to pay for X number of years. Right? Well, and it also kind of starts the clock anew because now you'll have a rookie starter. So, I mean, I, I'll be honest. Once we knew that they were going to have the number one overall pick from the Panthers – who obviously acquired it uh, to take Bryce Young, which did not go very well did not, uh, no. in his first season. does not mean that he won't turn it around, but um, I don't know. I, I got a buddy who works for the Panthers, um, and I feel bad for him because they, they seem to be with an owner who throws drinks on fans uh, in Jacksonville and who basically was the one who told them they had to take Bryce Young instead of C.J. Stroud. Uh, and then fired the coach, and I mean that seems like everything. Do you believe they would not? That, they would have taken Stroud if not for the owner. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know enough about their former yeah. GM okay. to know, but you know they've they've obviously changed out everybody there, um, except for the defensive coordinator, who I still believe the Packers would have hired had he been free to roam about the job market. Um, but look, if 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 you're going to have a uh, if you're going to draft a new quarterback yet again, which obviously the Bears have now done that a few times uh, in pretty rapid succession, because I think Trubisky was the 17 draft, which ain't that long ago, no. right? Um, but they're doing they're doing I, it. They're I, taking a quarterback now only because they made a great deal to get the first overall pick. They would not be taking well, a quarterback taking, if they were picking later in the first round, correct? Yeah, I mean, had the had the had the Panthers won more games. Right. Fields would, would still be now, the quarterback probably, right? Well, unless unless they had, you know, what is the Bears pick? Eighth? Seventh? Somewhere Eighth? in there. Somewhere I, had, in there. I didn't look. Um, uh, if they packaged, you know, let's say the Panthers had won enough games to be picking like fifth. And then they had the fifth and the eighth pick. Maybe that they could put that together and go up and get one of the quarterbacks if they really were convinced that uh, this guy, that Fields wasn't the guy. Look, I, we have teammates in Chicago. They all swear by all the qualities 
that Justin Fields has, except for the fact that they don't know if he can consistently throw the ball well. Right. Which is obviously damn important as a quarterback. So Well, you know, and then if you have option. an availability for a quarterback that you believe is really, really good, then that's the other part of it. I don't I'm assuming right. Uh yeah. I mean look, the the the, the fact of the matter is is that the I don't know if it's universal, but uh it is largely the belief that Caleb Williams is special with a capital S, like the Peyton Manning type special. Um, like, like you can't have the number one overall pick and pass him up special. Now that doesn't make him a can't miss prospect, but it certainly makes him more likely to succeed as a thrower of the football, which is the number one job of a quarterback. Yep. Uh, than what we've seen from Justin Fields. So that does – look, it does relate to the Packers. I, I I was surprised that they didn't – knowing that they were going to have this pick then, I was surprised that they kept Matt Eberflus, who is a defensive-oriented head coach, who obviously they did not – I mean, I know they won a bunch of games uh, during the second half of the season, but uh, I don't know. I, so my point is, is that it starts the clock again – on their GM and their head coach uh, and maybe gives them another year or two with a young quarterback before uh, the bears do what they always do, which is change leadership or change quarterbacks or both. Yeah. And I, so how many more years could fields play before you have to give him all the money? Just completed his third. So, so two. So, so, so he was obviously, he was a first round pick, right? Uh, he just finished his third season so they would be at the point where they or whoever they trade him to would have to decide on picking up the fifth-year option. We saw what the Packers did, who, after Jordan Love finished his third season, having started one game and having thrown 157 passes in games that actually counted, uh, the Packers did not give him the fifth-year option. Instead, they gave him that half-measure contract, and now they'll sign him to an extension sometime after May 3rd. So... You know, whoever has Justin Fields, if he gets traded or if he stays with the Bears, which I don't anticipate, they must decide by May whether or not they're going to give him the fifth-year option. What would you do? Uh, I would trade Justin Fields. Uh, I don't know. know, I guess it depends on where he gets traded. But, um, you know, I would get what I can for him and hope that I can develop him better than the Bears did. And I can get a former first-round pick who has a bunch of valuable experience, even though he hasn't had, you know, a ton of success. Uh, I would hope as that new team for him that I have the right coaching staff. I might go out and hire Tom Clements um, to get him to be the best thrower of the football he can. Because, again, you know, I I know this from talking to Waddle and Sylvie and some of my friends that cover the Bears, like, He's, they all swear by him. Like, he is a great dude. He's a great teammate. His players love him. Um, you know, I know he had that thing uh, early in the season where he said he was playing robotic, and he said it was because of the, the coaches, which was, you know, he got. Well, then they, they must think they that, should keep was, him, I think right? he was telling the truth. No, I, I don't think so. I think oh. that's, that's my point is that he's got all these great qualities, but he doesn't, he doesn't throw the ball well consistently. Uh, and that you just you can't win if you don't sure. do that part of the job. Like Jordan Love, 
could be the exact same guy and have all those great qualities. But if Jordan Love didn't throw the ball like he did the last nine games, would the Packers be paying him when they sign him to an extension? Hell no. They'd be having him play out the second year of that half-measure deal and then see if they've got him. Like, what we saw in the first half of the season, yeah, everybody loved Jordan. He's a great teammate. He's good leadership. He's, he's the kind of guy that he doesn't chew you out and embarrass you. Uh, he knows how to connect with his teammates. The coaches felt really good about how he listened and learned and wanted to do all the right things. But if he sucked as a thrower, and I'm not saying Justin Fields sucks. That's stronger than I would want to use. I shouldn't have said that. But if he doesn't throw the ball consistently, he can't be the guy. you got to have somebody who throws the ball from the pocket consistently and accurately and with touch, and he, he has not proven that he can do that on a consistent basis. So I think you, you definitely take Caleb Williams, and you hope that you get it right this time because, you know, uh, Sid Luckman is still wondering why you got rolling over in his grave, wondering why you haven't found a quarterback as good as he was. Yep. All right, let's get to the Green Bay Packers. How good do you think Goody believes his team will be this season as to whether it will or won't influence going any direction in free agency? But even aside from free agency, just do you think he believes they're going to be a player and is going to view the Packers now as a team not like it was after Rodgers had proven it, but like, you know, the second or third year of Rodgers as a starter. I guess maybe the second when they proved they were a player. Yeah, I mean, I think he, he certainly knows that they're going to be a contender. I, You know, I feel like we're getting a little bit, as is often the case with my amazingly talented uh, sidekick on our program, I think we're getting a little over our skis. Okay, so what is uh, that? What is over the skis? What's I, what's appropriate I, I and think, what is not over the skis? I think there. I think it's appropriate to say that they are one of the teams in the NFC that will be in contention to win the Super Bowl. I think they will make the playoffs. Um, they won a playoff game this year. There's no reason for me to think they can't win one next year. But hey, I'm sure the 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 the, the Dallas Cowboys thought they were playing at home where they were invincible all year. They weren't going to lose a playoff game. I'm sure that the Packers, if they have a good season and they get a home playoff game and they win the division, I'm sure they'll feel that same way. But as the Packers themselves proved, the seventh seed could come in and whip your ass. Mm-hmm. So I just don't, you know, this idea that now they're the, the uh, favorite in the NFC, I think maybe we have a little bit of uh, bias toward the team that we know the most about, which a lot of times for me, I tend to go the other way with my bias. I know their flaws better, and I tend to, you know, maybe underestimate them because I see the flaws more than outside national people may see in them. But when I look at this team and what they did offensively, you know, you bring Aaron Jones back, um, you, you figure out what you're doing on the offensive line and whether or not your left tackle of the current of the present and the future is going to be Rashid Walker because you're going to move on from David Bakhtiari. You can create some cap space if you want to add a free agent to maybe fill the void at safety. Um, look, there's a lot of reasons to think, hey, these guys are going to be pretty good. I'm not saying the Packers fans shouldn't feel that way, but it's again, it's so stinking hard to get to the Super Bowl and and to just take a second half like they had and then put them in the Super Bowl. Like I look back on 
the 2001 team and the 2007 team, right? Like both those teams took successful second halves of the seasons uh, under first-year head coaches, uh, Mike Sherman in 2000 and Mike McCarthy in 2006, and parlayed that into outstanding second seasons. Now, this is a second-year starter at quarterback instead of a second-year coach. But, again, they then got to the playoffs, and they didn't quite get it done, right? I mean, the Packers barfed through the six picks, three that were returned for touchdowns in St. Louis. The, the 2007 team loses at home in the bitter cold to the Giants. Like, it is hard. And no matter how good you are, any given playoff Sunday, more than any other Sunday, you can lose. And so I think they're a contender. I think Packers fans should expect them to be a contender. I don't think it'll be playing with house money or, uh, oh, nobody has expectations for these guys. I think that is no longer the case. But I'm not penciling them in in Super Bowl 59 in New Orleans. It's, It's hard to get there. As we all know, after the 13 years since Aaron Rodgers got them there, with the 2010 team. So uh, that, to me, the, the, this idea that they're the Super Bowl favorites from uh, the NFC, that's getting over your Has team. anybody said that? I think there are a fair number of Packers fans that view them. Really? Yes, I don't see how you could pick them ahead of San Francisco. Kind of I think people think the 49ers are getting old. I think uh, they're uh-huh. not believers in uh, the quarterback. I think they think that um, – Brock Purdy's been exposed as a nice quarterback in the regular season who can get it done, but um, I don't know. I didn't think he played that poorly in the Super Bowl. No, I think he again, did well he, enough to. Yeah, they had the chance to win. They sure did. So, right. I I think he's. I don't. I don't know how you can pick. Are they, is San Francisco that old? Uh, I don't. I don't. I have not studied their roster, but it does. You know. I mean, if Dallas wasn't, I, I do think if that, Dallas weren't, weren't such big chokes for so many years, you'd have Dallas ahead of the Packers. But yeah, nobody. That's one. There's a team right there that no one is going to put ahead of the Packers right Correct. now. They've got a coach on the last year of his deal, a quarterback on the last year of his deal. The ownership obviously doesn't feel confident in either one of them to extend them, so they're both kind of lame ducks. But who knows? Maybe that, maybe that's the formula, and you know they're the ones that. Uh, emerge and things change down in Big D. I would say for the Packers to uh, make it further or uh, win a game again, I think they have to win the division. But yeah, I mean, look, I, I would I if if you if you force me now without any not knowing who the draft picks are going to be, without knowing what they're going to do in free agency, uh, just basing it solely on. You know, my, what I saw from them this season and thinking that Goody um, will augment their defense the way he restocked their offense with the draft and do it somewhat effectively, maybe not quite as effectively as they did with the offense this year. I would pick them to win the division. Uh, it's I think, it would, I think it's going to be really close with Detroit. I wouldn't say that they're the shoe-in to win the division, but uh, I could see them winning the division, winning a playoff game. Uh, and then having a tough time in, an, in a divisional round game that could go either way. Maybe they get farther. Maybe they get to an NFC title game. Maybe they do get to the Super Bowl. But I, I just I just feel like it's really hard. And I think the, what they were able to do, routing the Cowboys and then playing, you know, basically having the game in their hands in San Francisco 
uh, who did not play well. And we've said before, you and I, that Shanahan coached not to lose instead of coaching to win that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there's folks that, that the expectations have gone through the roof. And that's fine. That's, that's okay. I, and maybe they'll be right. I was wrong about this team. I thought they were going to win six games this year. But I just think it's really hard. And there's, you know, it's been 26. It's been 13 years since Packers went to the Super Bowl. Tausch and I went through this earlier in the week. And so 26 different opportunities for teams to be in the Super Bowl. Okay, right? Yep. One from each conference. Uh, 13 different teams have been to the Super Bowl because New England went five times, uh, Kansas City went four, and San Francisco went three in that time. So that accounts for 12 of the 26, those three teams. The rest of the way, it's a lot of teams that have been there once or maybe twice. The Rams went twice, et cetera. Packers was zero, but, you know, that there's another 19 team, 18 teams in addition to the Packers that since Super Bowl 45 have not been to the Super Bowl. And some of them are crummy, but some of them are pretty good teams. And they weren't able to get there either. So you got to get you got to get some bounces and some luck. You got to stay healthy. I mean, for and I would the, say the Packers got all those things last year. Uh, yes, uh, I mean, yeah, it would have been nice. There is no way. There is no way that Aaron Jones will be as healthy as perfectly as he was this season. Zero chance. Well, I mean, remember he missed six games. I understand. And parts of two others with the hamstring and the knee. So you're talking about, you know, can he play instead of playing in uh, 11 games? Can he play in 14? No, no. And and he wasn't, you know, and remember, uh, while he was playing, he was playing hurt for a good chunk before he had the five games of right. 100 yards. No, they got a, so they got a perfectly effective. healthy, you know, running back at the end of the year, right? And there's no way that's going to happen again. He may play, but there's no way he's going to be as perfect as he was in terms of his condition as this year. Well, and he was perfect because he had a lot of time off. Right. um, They did not. They they did not have. I know that there were a lot of guys on injury reports every week and everything like that, but they did not have a difficult year injury wise. They were. They weren't super healthy, but they were. They were comparatively healthy, and there were a lot of other teams in the league that would have loved to have had their limited injury problems. So maybe that happens next year. Maybe it doesn't. I'm, all I'm saying is, is that the expectations will be higher, and there's deer in the yard, and the dogs are barking at them. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> all right, Homer. Take care. Be good. Jason Willie, all Packers, all the time. Yeah, I would say to uh... – to get as far as they did this year in the playoffs, I think they need to win their division. I'm uh, early on picking a tie between the Lions and the Packers with the Packers winning the tiebreaker. But nothing is as strong as my wish. Packers versus Aaron Rodgers and the Jets in the Super Bowl. Oh, yes. Tim Van Vorn coming up soon, not next. Get your St. Patrick's Day started early and take part in the 15th annual Shamrock Shuffle on Saturday, March 2nd. Grab your tickets now at shamrockshufflewi.com. Proceeds benefit Special Olympics, Wisconsin. 
Go beyond your field of study and get a world-class education in leadership by joining the U.S. Army ROTC. As an Army officer, you'll work side-by-side with peers who support your growth, and you'll become a role model, mentor, and decision-maker in any environment at any scale. It's a challenging path, but along the way, you'll sharpen your skills and show yourself and those around you exactly what you're capable of. Decide to lead at GoArmy.com slash officer or contact your local Marquette University Army ROTC program to get started. Uh, Later on, Marquette will be playing at home against DePaul, and I would say there was no chance Marquette would lose that game. I may believe that, but uh, Ohio State within fill-in head coach defeated Purdue. That didn't seem possible. And last night, Creighton, though they're good, beat UConn by 19, 18 or 19. Granted, it was in Omaha, but still. Marquette losing to DePaul would be a little bigger than both of those, but I wouldn't have thought either of those were possible either. And every day there's a list of all the incredibly high number of upsets there have been by ranked teams losing other. I don't know what the specifics of there were. Yeah, but, yeah Mar- Mar- Marquette's favored by 26 and a half yeah. tonight. Ohio State was eight and a half point underdogs at home to Purdue. Just eight Just and a half? eight and a half, yep. All right. Uh, all right, there's probably been somebody that was 26 and a half and lost or close to that. What was, uh, I know there was one in the, in the high 20s early. I don't know which game it was. And yesterday, UConn was only favored by two and a half over Creighton. That's insanity. By two and a half? Yep. I'd have mortgaged the house and taken UConn. I wouldn't have been able to uh, do the show tonight because I would have been looking for another home. Two and a half? That's right. Wow. I mean, Creighton's good, but. No way. And I didn't realize, maybe that's what they knew in Vegas, that UConn had not won on the road against a ranked team since, what, 2014. Yep. That's I love correct. it when they give you that stuff after the game. Were you aware of that before the game? I was not. Hell I was no, shocked nobody, when I saw it. Right, no, but then everybody should have said that. So that may explain part of the reason that the Titanic did better than Marquette did in the game at UConn. But um, yeah. Find I know there's one earlier this year. It was twenty twenty five, something like that. Uh I don't know what Chicago State was when they upset Northwestern at Northwestern, the game after Northwestern beat then number one Purdue. Let's look that up. I I would guess what did you say? Uh twenty two, twenty six, what is it now? It was uh, twenty six and a half Marquette Fair by the night. And a half. That's that's a lot of points. All right, I bet that I'm going with there has been a game this year where a 26-and-a-half-point underdog has won. Chicago State, uh, Northwestern was fair by 24-and-a-half. 24-and-a-half. I got close. I think there's one more. I feel like I watched the highlights on TV uh, with 7-two-and-a-half John Anderson of ESPN, and it was something like that. But Yeah, Chicago State, when they beat the— uh, Northwestern. I said if I was president of the team, I'd have or the university. I would walk down and uh, and said, "You're the coach for life. You can coach here for the rest of your life." Um, Chicago State. You can't believe how bad they've been. Right after the game, after Northwestern defeated, then number one Purdue. He's not next. Next is finding out that twenty six and a half point underdog that has won this year in college basketball. I'm sure of it. Next.